Well, we're continuing in Psalm 111, so if you'd like to turn there, we'll just look at one verse today, as we usually do. Uh, but I'll, we'll also be looking at a number of verses in Psalm 78. This is Psalm 111. I'll just read verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. So we'll be looking at verse 2. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all those who have pleasure in them. Last week we started to just begin to understand this psalm. It's a psalm of praise about the works of the Lord, uh, which we should remember, we're called to remember, and for which we should more and more give him praise. And this week, uh, I'd like to focus, focus on verse 2. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. So first of all, it says the works of the Lord are great. And the scriptures say this in many places, it turns out. Uh, many places it talks about the works of the Lord. And it uses different uh, descriptives like great and marvelous, uh, wondrous and wonderful and mighty. Um, those are how we should talk about uh, the works of the Lord. In First Chronicles, it says, Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. Remember his marvelous works. And then it says in uh, Psalm 107, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to all people. Psalm 145 says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And so it's not just for us or me as an individual to praise him for his mighty works, which we should do individually, but it's also our responsibility to prepare the next generation to do the same thing. And his mighty works and all his works are to give us pleasure. We should have great joy in recalling his marvelous works. We should be like Bereans. We should study them. We should always be reminding ourselves of them as we go through the scriptures. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. I thought just for a second here, uh, we'd look at uh, what are God's works of providence in, in a very shortened version. The Shorter Catechism, number 11, says God's works of providence are his most holy, wise, and powerful, preserving and governing all his creatures and all their actions. So he's preserving and he's governing all his creatures and all their actions. His works are holy and wise and powerful, and they are to preserve. He's preserving and governing uh, all whom he has created and all their actions. So with that, uh, if you want to turn with me to Psalm 78, it's a long psalm. I'm not going to read it all, but there, I'd like to point out some things that talk about uh, some of the great and mighty works of the Lord for his own people at that time in his providence and what happened to them when they forgot to praise him for them. So Psalm 78. We'll start in verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will, uh, I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, nor should we hide them, hide his word from anyone, especially our children or future generations. Verse 4 goes on, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. So he makes it clear that we have a, an obligation, we have a responsibility 
to tell the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Going on, verse 5, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. Not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Verse 8, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. So they did not remember the mighty works of God. They did not praise him for his works and they did not pass them on well. Verse 12, skip down a little bit. Verse 12, marvelous things. It's a good descriptive of God's works. Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and the field of Zoan. Here's just a few things. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. And he made the waters stand up like a heap. Are, are those marvelous works? Verse 14, in the daytime also he led them with the cloud and all the night with the light of fire. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance in the depths, like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Amazing works, mighty works of God. Verse 26, skip down again. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens and by his power he brought in the south wind he also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the seas. And he let them fall in the midst of their camp all around their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not deprived of their craving, but while their food was still in their mouths, the wrath of God came against them and slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. Verse 32, in spite of this, they still sinned and did not believe in his wondrous, wonderful works, his wondrous works. Having seen what they just saw, in spite of all that, they sinned and did not believe in his wonderful works. Verse 33, therefore, their days he consumed in futility and their years in fear. So 40 years of wandering, 40 years of futility and fear. And I believe futility and fear are the consequences of a people who do not remember or believe in the wondrous works of their God. Well, in verse 42, it says, they did not remember his power. And then it gives a list of some of the great works that uh, the Lord did against the Egyptians and then for his own people. And it makes you wonder, how could they forget this? Even in, after a number of years, forget. How could they forget this? They forgot and then they did not pass on, as they were called to do, in the way they should have to future generations. Uh, but without the grace of God, brothers and sisters, we will do the same. It's by his grace that we remember. It's by his holy word. So we need to diligently pass on the, the knowledge of the mighty works of God in his word and in history, in our history and in the history of the world. We need to pass those things on. And praise God, I, I'm thankful for the Providential History Festival. That's the main goal, I believe, of that, to glorify the God of history, to pass those things on. And we have to be like Bereans in our study of the Word. So we do not forget. And we have to pass on to future generations that our God is the sovereign Lord of all history and of all time and of all creation. And he is worthy of all praise. Verse 4 says, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come, the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. 
In Psalm 78, we see the consequences of forgetting the works of our mighty king, uh, but we also see his great mercy to us, his forgiveness, and his compassion on us. And one of the I, blessings and joys of fellowship in this body, in, in the body of Christ, is to share with each other the work that he's doing in, in us, even now, even through hard things. The Lord is doing a work in us and in our church and in our families. And we need to be doing that. We need to be testifying of his work. And, and John Shepherd was just sharing this morning when he was in Denver at a conference that he gave testimony and glory to God in, in his sharing. And many people, I don't know, John didn't know, even know how many came up. Some were believers, some weren't. And he had testified clearly of God's mighty work in his life, as it should be, as we can and should do. And uh, God, God blessed him in that. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. And so weekly, as we come to the table of the Lord uh, to remember uh, the great and marvelous work, what we do is we remember really the most marvelous work to us uh, of the Lord Jesus on the cross, dying for us. This commandment to partake of this, which was instituted on, uh, by the Lord on the last night with his disciples, is to remember the wondrous work of the Lord in redeeming us. A mighty, a marvelous, an amazing work. And that should never be forgotten, brothers and sisters, or taken for granted. The gospel is meant to be passed on. And may we do so. May we praise him from our hearts now as we remember the mighty work of the Lord to save us. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we praise you. We exalt your holy name and your mighty works. Oh, that we would not forget or take lightly your almighty and sovereign work in our lives and in history. And especially that we would daily and weekly give you all praise for the work of the Lord Jesus on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, to enable us by the power of the Spirit to remember and to praise you for your work, which shows us who you are. Your works are great and should be studied by us as we grow in the joy of knowing you and, and seeing your works. May that be our pleasure. And may we be bold and faithful in declaring your mighty works and in telling those around us of the sacrificial and atoning work of the Lord Jesus to redeem us. And we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen.